this is Dean Carnassus, the Ultra Marathon Man, and you are listening to the Fitcast. Hello and welcome to the Case Log Advance Fitcast. Ooh, that was a new one. Yeah, hey partner, how are you doing? How's it going? It's good. Man, I am uh, very sad to say it is officially winter here in Chicago. Well, I'm happy to say it's winter here in Austin. We yeah. Got uh, shitty hot weather. Although it's uh, we're we're holding on to some heat late late November here. What is it over there? No, never mind. I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, it was cloudy today, so uh, warm 50s, 60s, maybe hit 70, mid 70s. So, uh, but it was it was a great day. Uh, I just got off the water, so I did a bat tour tonight. Oh my gosh, the bats are still out there. That's a great question. So the answer is yes. Typically, they will have left a week or so ago, but uh, they're hanging out. I think global warming. Wow, really? So how is it? Could that be your last bat tour? Do you think they're going to be gone? Almost certainly my last bat tour. I've been saying that for the last three bat tours I've done, but uh, <laughs> almost, <laughs> almost certainly the last tour. Just got off. We're actually recording at Live Love Paddle right now. Oh, good sponsors. They're renting you some studio space. <laughs> exactly. Right here uh, right here in the office. So No, but the bats have been performing. The water's beautiful. The city's beautiful. Um, I'm still swimming. I've, I think I've swum, swam, swimmed. What's the word? You tell me, swimmer. Uh, I don't know, but I'll tell you, I've, <laughs> I was doing, I've been doing it probably about six of the last eight days in the morning. Wow. Over at, uh, the Barton Springs. In fact, on Sunday morning, I went to bed early Saturday night after a long day of, uh, walking dogs and drinking beer. So I it went to bed. It was rough early. life. <laughs> um, Woke up, got over there by 5.45, and I had the entire Barton Springs pool to myself. As usual. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't happen all the time, but it was amazing. It was, the moon was out, and nobody was there. It was, it was, it was one of the most surreal experiences you can, you could have in your life. So, uh, it was great. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of swimming. Barton Springs is great. We got sunshine and uh, cool weather coming in. Oh, my gosh. So not not super happy about uh, last podcast at Aaron Rodgers. Was he out that day? Um, yes, I believe so. Oh, was it that day? I know the Cubs lost that day, our last podcast. Only after that, yeah. We lost our Aaron Rodgers uh, for most of the season, if not the entire season. I, I still don't want to talk about it. I still don't want to talk about the Cubs. So let's well, move on. Hey, we, no, 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 no. Hold on there, partner. Uh, did you watch the Packers Bears game this weekend? Uh, you know what? I did catch a couple clips of that one. I uh, did enjoy the last two minutes where the Bears thought they had hope and they didn't. That's because they don't have a quarterback. What? Well, we know what that's like. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've been happy. That was the only, I didn't really watch the game. I kind of listened to it uh, on the radio, but um, yeah, I enjoyed beating the Bears, even though the Packers without a quarterback are going to be that great. No. So. The Bears still suck. Yeah, hey, after further review, the Bears still... <laughs> oh, hey, how about the, how about the worst replay? I know, right? How can you suck that bad at replays? It's like, oh, can we get a replay? Because we didn't think he stepped out in the three-yard line. You're right, he didn't, but you fumbled the ball. You so fumbled the ball. But uh, no points, and uh, that was it. That was wonderful. It made me smile. Oh, my gosh. I uh, was trying to describe what happened to my fiance and I like 
could like he was so confused. He was like, "Oh, so the the Bears scored a touchdown then?" I was like, "No, no, no, they didn't. He fumbled the ball. Like he, they fumbled on their own in their own end zone. Like you just can't describe that." Yeah, it was. Uh, one of my friends described that play as the most Bearsian experience ever. <laughs> Doesn't get more bears than that. And except if Jay Cutler did it. That's about as bearsy as it gets. <laughs> what happened? So he's a dolphin now, but either way. Um, yeah, no, that was fun to watch. Austin is awesome. We're cooling off. Barton Springs amazing. Uh, Chicago, what do you guys got? Beautiful weather and lots of races going on? You know, we have a lot of cold, rainy weather. Okay. It's uh, uh, hovering right around freezing lately. So, like in the 30s. It uh, probably got down to like 25 the other day. It was freezing cold. It snowed already here. We got like maybe an inch of snow already. It, it's not on the ground anymore, but we got it. Nice. And, uh, you know, so with this weather, it's just, it's hard to get motivated to do anything. After the marathon, I took a month off of structured training. And now I keep saying I'm going to get back into it, but... It's hard. It's hard when it's like cold, and that's why you moved to Austin. That's why you yep. did. This is the time where you do it. So uh, our dogs are loving it. They got the big old long hair, so they're happy to be out walking. Oh yeah. So you took a month off from structured training. I took a month off from training. Yeah, and now I'm just kind of getting up and doing whatever I want in the morning. It's like, oh, do I feel like running? Yeah, let's run. Do I feel like lifting? Yeah, let's lift. You know what? That's what. Nice. That's a healthy attitude to have, you know. People get stuck to their calendars and their training workouts and they burn out or they injure themselves. And, uh, yeah, it's a happy way to live, isn't it? I agree. It's a happy way to live, except I do need to get back in the pool and now you're motivating me. I was supposed to do that this morning and I had a really shitty night's sleep and I wasn't going to wake up early, you know, those days. It's like, oh, I just feel like sleeping. Got to get back into it. But I have been working really hard on my, my dissertation for school. So that's been taking the place of what exercise normally would take. School, it sucks. Kids, don't stay in school. What? What kind of message do you think we're sending don't out? Don't stay in school when you're 29 years old. <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. You should just uh, run marathons for a living. Just run marathons and go swimming all day, kids. So this is your first marathon in a while, and uh, was it nine years or something? Yeah, nine years, exactly. My first marathon in nine years. I, I think I might do another one next year. Okay, yeah. I think okay. I might. I'll have to get some ideas from our from our listeners about what marathon I should do next. Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah. So, so how about listeners, why don't you send us an email, caseoutfondspitcast at gmail.com. Tell us about your post-marathon woes or highs that you've had. Um, and uh, let us know how, how old Case Alc here can uh, get back into it or maybe not get back into it. Hey, whatever you guys think. But speaking of marathons, yeah. we have a really cool guest with us today, don't we, Fonz? Speaking yeah. of marathons. We do. One of, uh, one of our guests from uh, November Project Austin came to a oh. workout and uh, decided she wanted to contribute to our podcast. Hello, Courtney. Hello. Happy Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Happy hump day. It is Wednesday. So, yeah, like I said, Courtney came to uh, November Project Austin one time. Not a morning person workout necessarily, <laughs> right? Is that right? <laughs> 
I moved to Austin about three months ago. My plan was to attend every single Friday. I have gone to one Friday session <laughs> because I can't get my ass out of bed. So yeah, I am not a morning person. Well, that's okay. And I should preface that this is Courtney from Marathon Kids. That's where the marathon um, segue came in. But Courtney, where did you move from? So I actually moved from the delightful state of Wisconsin. Wisconsin! I'm Wisconsin! Fellow Midwesterner. Yeah, what do you, do you miss anything from Wisconsin? How long have you been here? So I moved here about three months ago. Okay. Um, I lived in Wisconsin on and off for maybe the last few years, but... Um, do miss some things. I was thinking about that, and I think the three things that I most miss that I most miss about Wisconsin are number one, cheese curds. I oh, can't. Yeah. The only ones that I can find are at the Packers Bar. Um, I thought those are pretty good. The Packers Bar in town. They do have some solid cheese curds, but I miss those. Um, I miss the fact Is that, that the it, one on Sixth Street West Six. No. No, there's, there's two of them. I remember. Either way. Uh, I can't uh, are they fried cheese curds or fresh? They're fried. They're fried cheese curds. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Fair enough. You haven't been there? It's well, I'm thinking of the the one I went to, Star Bar. It's on Burnett. Star Bar. Star. Oh, that's too far for me. Yeah, okay. it's north. <laughs> um, so the the first one is cheese curds. I also do miss squeaky cheese curds. Uh, secondly, oh, yes. secondly is the fact that it takes only 15 minutes to get anywhere in Milwaukee, no matter what side of town you're in. And in Austin, it takes me 15 minutes to get out of my uh, apartment parking lot <laughs> and <laughs> I wish I were kidding I live on a frontage road off of a highway and the third thing that I miss is a restaurant called Isan which is the best Thai restaurant in the world and I haven't found anything quite comparable yet in Austin Ooh, Thai food yeah it's my favorite yellow All right. are you a fan you know what the, actually the best Thai food place I've ever been to was in Madison Wisconsin and now I'm struggling to remember the name but my cousin recommended it to me. So I guess Wisconsin attracts a lot of good Thai people <laughs> that get good food. That's interesting. Yeah, who knows why, but hey, <laughs> make the restaurant. Thai capital USA. <laughs> <laughs> there are probably some people who would disagree with you, but hey, that's okay. This, I'm, this is up for controversy. This is up for controversy. So, Courtney, what else? So um, do, do you get... Do you get ribbed at all with the Wisconsin? Do you have the accent? Do you have words like boat or whatever? Big. Big. So it's big every single time. Do you have a big? Um, I mean, you can hear me. You're hearing my talking right now. You can absolutely hear that I have a very strong Wisconsin Midwestern accent. So. Well, we'll make sure you introduce our segment where we uh, <laughs> we empty out the... Uh, Mail big. <laughs> Uh, are you a Packers fan? That's a big question. Packer fan. I think if you are born and live in Wisconsin, I think that it is a requirement that you are a Packers fan. Um, but I will admit that I only know about two players' names. Oh, well, who are those two players? Let's let, throw them out there right now. Aaron Rodgers. Injured for the season. That doesn't count. <laughs> and the kicker. Oh, come on. <laughs> can do it he's got blonde hair and he missed a kick this weekend because the guy didn't hold the ball very well oh okay at least you were watching all right yeah i went to san antonio and watched san antonio this weekend and we watched the game from a packers bar in san antonio which was fun but yeah i should know his name what's his name mason crosby mason. oh yeah mason crosby and then there's the really long blonde haired guy who's on defense who's in commercials 
And he was also in PP2. By the way, PP3 is coming out. Sorry to uh, sidetrack here. It totally is. Pitch perfect. I think I tagged you in like a video of that, like a preview video, Fonz. The pitches are back. I think Christmas Day, Pitch Perfect 3 is coming out. He's in it? Nah, they were in two. The Green Bay Packers were in number two. I don't remember that. Including Clay Matthews, the guy you're talking about. All right, all right. So technically, I knew one name. <laughs> well, hey, you did better than I did in the quiz last week, so we'll give it to. <laughs> yeah, last 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 episode. <laughs> Before Kaysal gets into your uh, interview questions, talk about your fitness. Are you runner, CrossFit, swim? What do you What do you do there, Courtney? So right now I'm a runner. I grew up playing tennis and basketball quite competitively and maybe a little bit too competitively to the point where after high school I could not get on a court without getting angry. Um, so I had to find a new hobby that made me happy and healthy, and so I've really turned to running. I do do CrossFit. Um, I haven't been able to afford the $180 price tag that comes along with it, unfortunately. CrossFit is expensive. Expensive, and I understand it's a great workout, but I'm just like you're in a warehouse, like a dirty warehouse with the same equipment. I don't understand what the upkeep price is. Why is this so high? Their um, insurance when somebody has a rafter fall on their head. Yeah, so I absolutely love CrossFit, but just haven't been able to work it into my budget lately, which is why running is so fantastic because it's free besides needing my shoes. So that's why I've really been, and obviously the prices of registration for events, but um, it's just so easy and simple to get out and just go for a run around the trails. So really getting into trail running, actually. Cool. Get off the road, get off the road, get onto the trails. Do you run the green way? Green green belts, green belts. I'm impressed, though. You, you're you aware of it. Uh, I've, yeah, I've been to it. Been in the green belt, and then it's just really easy for us to hop on the trail downtown around the lake. So we've been doing the lake downtown, um, and then I definitely live kind of smack dab in the middle of the city, so doing a lot of city sidewalk running as well, unfortunately. You, you have a pretty good trail around that lake, though, so I would take advantage of that. Agreed. I know. I think we talked about that run, Kaysalk, when you were visiting here, and I biked it and you ran it, right? Ten yeah, miles. yeah, 10 miles around it, and yeah, Fonz biked the whole thing. That last point, too, was a killer. It was, up uh, that hill. Up the hill. <laughs> when you lived on the hill, I don't miss that hill. I'm glad you moved. <laughs> I live on a different <laughs> hill now, but uh, it's much longer, but much more gradual, so... Uh... Uh, yeah, so we're happy to have Courtney here. Um, we are. I, I need to ask you the big question, though. So yeah. you're with, Courtney, you're with Marathon Kids. Do you run marathons? So I have done one half marathon. All I've, right. Right? So I did it in May. And maybe you've heard of it since you're in the Chicago area. Have you heard of Door County? Yes, of course I've heard of Door County. I go on vacation there every year. I actually just signed up for the Door County Half Ironman. Really? I did. I've done that one. That's in July. It is, and it's 38% full if any of our listeners are interested in joining. There's still spots left. Wow. Okay, well, that's a gorgeous, gorgeous spot to do really any event. Sounds hilly. Oh, yes. It's hilly. 
So I didn't train very well for it, and I didn't do any trails. I just did city running in Milwaukee, and then I showed up. But my adrenaline was so high that, honestly, I just sprinted up everything and ran faster than I ever really thought I would and finished faster than I thought I would. So, Right? Um, Get it. Get it. (laughs) My partner and I ran. Of course, he didn't train for a second, but he showed up on the day and was like, I'll support you. (laughs) He finished five minutes before me. Oh, my gosh. I hate it when that happened. Right? Yeah. Um, but I was pretty happy. My goal, I mean, I honestly didn't really train that competitively. I just ran as much as I could, and my goal was just under two hours, and I did under two hours, which I thought Good. for the first time. And, like, 70% of that run is uphill, so. <laughs> Mostly, you know, most races, it starts at the elevation it ends. You know, what comes up must come down. Not true for Door County. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, just so you know, what comes up stays up, and you're going to be running uphill. <laughs> exactly. So it's kind of funny. So I did that uphill one where I ended up on a mountain, and so my next half marathon is going to be the 3M half marathon in January here in Austin, and they call it the downhill to downtown, so apparently most of it's downhill. So I thought I would kind of counter that first one with just running down the hill now. That's fair. Yeah. There you go. It sounds like you got a plan. Yeah, I do. I'm glad you acknowledged that. <laughs> well, I want to hear a little bit about Marathon Kids. What exactly is Marathon Kids? Well, so I think that the biggest mis- misconception about Marathon Kids is that kids are actually going out and running full marathons. That, that, that's I, exactly what I thought it was. <laughs> exactly. I know. So. Sounds like child abuse to me. <laughs> It's not, it's not, it's, it's not really not, not running marathons, it's running whatever just is appropriate for them. Exactly. So we're called Marathon Kids because our kiddos go out and run the equivalent of actually four marathons during a season. So, oh. yeah, so they're not actually going out and running one marathon or four marathons. It's a gradual, progressive, incremental program where they have a coach and a team and they go out several times a week and run or walk. It definitely doesn't have to be a running program. It can be a walking program. Some kids do jump roping to get those minutes in. Whoa, right? cool. Exactly. So we just define marathon by the length, not necessarily how you get there. So um, our goal, though, at the end of the program, whether it's a summer program or a six to nine month school program, they'll have hopefully run or walked the equivalent of 104 or four marathons, which is 104.8 miles. Wow, that's so cool. Exactly, I know. So So it's a summer program, so that's what, like 10 weeks? Is that your standard? Yeah, about 10 weeks. So about most weeks. most most of our programs are actually between six and nine months. So okay, they have a little so bit more time, yeah. Oh, okay, so maybe like eight miles a week? Yeah, Okay. about that. And, and I then, know, go ahead. Then what ages are the kids? So you can technically be any age. We accept any kids of any abilities. Um, but for the most part, I would say that our kids are elementary and middle school kids. Okay. So they've probably had some experience running, like running the mile in school, but none of them are going to have like gone out and raced a 5K probably. Is that about right? Exactly. And I don't know, I, obviously you're a fit one, so you probably have done a lot of research. What are you studying? What are you doing your program in? Oh, I'm doing it on something not related to fitness. I'm doing it on disability studies. <laughs> okay. 
well. You may still know this. The um, the ages between zero and ten are the most impactful on a child on their habits of creating healthy behaviors. So ah. we want to kind of get in that time frame until I mean after ten we can obviously continue to shape them, but that time frame for us is just so important to really start to build that um, knowledge and those habits of getting out every week and putting on the miles and getting out there with their coach. So um, obviously high schoolers can can absolutely go out there with us, um, but we tend to lean towards that age group uh, before 10. Yeah, and that, that's, that seems very important to me. Like the key is it doesn't matter like how many miles or whatever you get in. It's not like your life is going to be that impacted by the number of miles you get in when you're 12 years old, but those are going to create the habits so that you can run or bike or swim, whatever, whatever you happen to do. If you're in the habit of doing that, you're more likely to do that, and that's going to what's going to impact you when you're 30, 40, 50, 80 years old. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's the habits you get into. So it doesn't even matter if you run, like, a 20-minute mile. In fact, what would you tell a kid that runs a 20-minute mile and wants to do this? Would they be welcome there? Absolutely. I mean, every child is welcome. They say that a child usually can walk a mile in 12 minutes. Oh, my God. Wow, I'm slow. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I can't walk a mile in 12 minutes. After... uh... Oh, wait, All the time was I'm lying. It's 20. It's 20. Okay. Oh, okay. That's about what I could do. I could keep up with these kids. I can totally yeah. do this. A mile, yeah, 20 minutes a mile. That's so funny you called it. That and that's you're still in school, so you're you're smarter than me. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I just thought I was getting beat by a bunch of like 10 year olds. I'm like, no way. We do have some really, really speedy kids though. So I'm if you did sure. join us on a run, you would absolutely get beat by a by a pile of them. I'm sure I would, actually. Now I know what Fonz feels like when I'm running past him. Yeah, enough of the stories about you passing me. You're <laughs> tired of that. How, uh, did, how did this group even start? So it's actually really kind of interesting. It's not the story that you'd expect, or at least when I learned of Marathon Kids originally, when I read the story, I was a bit surprised. So it started in 1995 by a woman who identified herself as slow and not really an athlete and not really a runner. Um, So she wasn't your typical person who you'd see going out and starting a running nonprofit, but she saw a uh, mileage log in a runner's world back in 95 and she started doing it and felt really inspired and motivated and that really helped her complete her miles and so she thought this is something that more than just adults need kids need this accountability Um, it's really fun to check off these miles and get some incentives along the way so i'm going to create this nonprofit to make sure that kids have this same opportunity and so marathon kids was born and now you know that was 1995 2017 we originally started off in one state we built uh, ourselves to three and now we're in all 50 states Wow, so it's not just in Austin. I guess I just had this idea that it was just in Austin. No, so we're based in Austin, but yeah, we actually have run clubs in all 50 states. We've expanded to the UK, and we're possibly expanding beyond uh, to other countries as well. So our program is so customizable. Um, It really is so easy to facilitate that a lot of different groups around the country are hoping that they can kind of copy what we're doing. That's Awesome. How could somebody get involved? Like, how could a kid in Chicago get involved in this? And what's the website? First of all, throughout the website. Yeah, throughout the website. 
So the website is www.marathonkids.org. And all of our social media handles are also Marathon Kids. And there's a number of ways to get involved, so I don't think I really clearly explained, but this is in more than just schools, which is the cool thing. It's also at community organizations like YMCAs, um, and we also have an at-home program, so you don't have to be um, at a school that offers this program to be able to participate in Marathon Kids. In fact, I was really jealous of all the incentives. I haven't really talked up the, the Nike incentives yet, but Nike is one of our largest sponsor, probably our, it is our largest sponsor. And so for every single marathon, a kid gets a fun little uh, exclusive Nike reward for completing that marathon. So the first is a t-shirt, and the second is shoelaces. Uh, third is either a dog tag or a bracelet, and uh, the fourth is some shoe tags. So it's just like a bunch of fun stuff that kids like. But I was super, super jealous that they were all getting these things. Yeah. Right? Like, when you're training, don't you want to get something out of it besides just, like, the confidence and fitness? I guess I get medals, but I don't get those, like, every 26 miles. I need to start giving myself medals. <laughs> I'll you know what? I'll send you some virtual medals via text. You just let me know. Uh, Perfect. Strava, are you still on Strava? I'm on Strava. What if Strava, like, gave me a virtual pat on the back for every 26 miles? They, see, they've got something right. They're doing the little goals. And it, you get something out of it. You get a reward. So this is perfect. I think this isn't just how kids' brains work. Like, literally, this is how my brain works. <laughs> like, I want a reward. Exactly. You, you just summed it up so perfectly. So our program is one of the only research-based run-walk programs for kids in the country. And it's because of positive reinforcement for getting those incentives and starting off with small interval goals for each marathon and then having that large ultimate lofty goal of 100, not even lofty, I mean, it seems lofty, but most of the kids get there, um, of 104.8 miles. So um, you're absolutely right. It's those small goals getting to that, that bigger goal and having the little steps along the way. So I signed up for it and it's just so funny because it's typically given to families and the parents are usually in charge of giving off those incentives to their kids but I'm just in charge of my own program. So I have all the rewards sitting in my dresser and I have to be so, I'm trying so hard to actually follow the program and tick off my miles on my mileage log. And then, so last week I finally completed my first 26.2 and I got my t-shirt and then the next day I wore it to work and felt so cool. Yeah. I know. I went and ran at the gym at 8 PM on a Sunday night, which for me is late for a run just because I wanted to get those last four miles to complete my, <laughs> my mileage log, you know? Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. So it is really fun. And that is the thing about being an adult, being an adult is that during training, you just say that you ran those 26.2 miles, but somebody doesn't just hand you a t-shirt or dog tags or, you know, shoelaces. So it's pretty cool. Fonz pours himself a beer. Yeah. Or a beer. <laughs> hey, that's fine. Get- For any kids listening, you do have to be 21 in the United States. Whatever. <laughs> um, so I- now I'm kind of poking around on the website, and I see there's an app. Yeah, so that's the really cool thing. For the Marathon Kids at Home programs, the parents can download that app and track them on there as well. That's so cool. I know. That's awesome. Like, it's what heavy- a cool thing. It's pretty cool having Nike as our partner. I got to say, we get a lot of a lot of perks having them. Oh, definitely. 
including, I don't know if you, you probably don't follow, do you follow Kevin Hart at all on social media? I do. I did a run with him. I was down in Atlanta, and he was doing a run down there. Does he um, partner with you guys? I can't even believe it. Yeah, he sure does. So he wow. is, he's a, he, obviously he just ran the New York City Marathon. Oh, that's and, right. And that was his first marathon. And so he's uh, got an organization or, yeah, an organization called Run With Heart, H-A-R-T. Mm-hmm. And he is currently working with Marathon Kids as well as a few other organizations trying to raise money for kids' tuition. Um, but he donated $50,000 to Marathon Kids oh this month. Oh, my gosh. I, I wish know. I had $50,000 to donate to Marathon Kids. <laughs> I wish you did too. Do you have anything to give to Marathon Kids? Uh, hey, if I did, if I did, how would I do that? How would I give? So we obviously take online donations at marathonkids.org/donate. We uh, receive checks in the mail. If you want to go on our website and look at our address, we do have a major day of giving coming up. Actually, on Tuesday, November twenty eighth. Have you heard of Giving Tuesday before? Yes. Yeah, so Giving Tuesday is now the second largest day of giving in the country, and thousands of nonprofits take part every single day, and we have a goal to raise $5,000 in one day. Woohoo! I know, which is huge. That's over 300 kids that we would be sponsoring from low-income communities to make sure that they can join us at the starting line this season. So we're asking folks to donate $26 in honor of a marathon. Oh, discount. my gosh. That's perfect. Yeah. And so with with everybody's support who's listening, we'll hopefully get to that $5,000 goal yes. um, and be able to ensure that more kids can run with us this season. Absolutely. Now, um, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that uh, your role in Marathon Kids is fundraising, no. marketing. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm the annual giving manager. Do you know what I Okay. Yeah, so you're absolutely spot on, and that makes me happy that I'm talking about the right things then. So yeah. do you know what annual giving is when I say that? Yes. That's okay, perfect. Yeah. Your, your so, like, yearly donation. Exactly. So I want to just really inspire individuals in the community, around the country, around the world, to feel just as passionate as I am about the mission of Marathon Kids to get kids moving. So... Um, and hopefully make that donation or volunteer their time. This is great. Um, should we post the the link to that on our page soon, or is it only November 28th that you want the donations? Oh, we, I mean, we, of course, will take donations anytime. It's just... oh, okay. <laughs> sorry sorry for, for not assuming that. I never turn down a donation, but, yeah, if you want to be a part of the movement to get kids moving on Tuesday... That is so exciting. We're going to post it on our page so everybody can donate. I think $26 is such a cool amount. It's the obviously the distance of a marathon, but that's a reasonable amount of money, too. That's not You're not asking for $200. You're asking for $26 a person. We can all do that. That's totally doable. I love to hear you say that. Exactly, and that's why we chose it. We think that it's super reasonable, easy for most folks to afford, um, and $26 goes a really long way with our program. So thank you, you for posting it. Yeah, no problem. Um, do you have any like inspirational stories or I don't know, just something feel good to leave us off with? I have so many inspirational stories and I was thinking about this of which one really kind of melts my heart. Um, and the one that really gets me, so first of all, our office is in South Austin. We have a new space as of about January of this year. And because Nike is one of our, is our major sponsor, 
our office staff went to headquarters in Beaverton recently and they got a tour and that they, they saw that within their office spaces they had all these different athletes as the room for who inspired them. And so the rooms had pictures of the athletes and the story behind them and why they were an inspiration for Nike. And so our colleagues came back and they said, we want to do the same thing with marathon kids and we want to do the same thing with our supporters and kids. Um, and so now we have a, every single room features a supporter in some kind of way, whether it's a family who's doing marathon kids at home, an administrator at a school who's implementing it. Um, but the one that really gets me every time is there's this child named Trevor. He was in second grade last year. He's now in third grade. His family and now the school calls him T-Bone, which I just <laughs> love as a third grader named T-Bone. Didn't we have a previous guest named T-Bone on this show? Did we? <laughs> I thought we did. Was he a marathon kid? No. Uh, the beat baseball? Oh, that's L-Train. Oh, L-Train. L-Train. Larry, we're going to tag you in this. And, and, and from now on, I'm calling you T-Bone L-Train. All right, fair enough. <laughs> T-Bone and L-Train don't know each other. I'll be disappointed. <laughs> the second grader. <laughs> so T-Bone slash Trevor is in Austin, but he actually is an adopted child who just moved here last year, and he was put into this Austin elementary school. He had... I mean, he's from an adoptive family, so his family had just adopted him. He didn't know anybody at school. It was obviously a very new culture for him. And his mom, his adoptive mom, was super worried about him, about him making friends. And he would come home and tell stories about how he was running by himself during recess while all the other Aww. kids. Right? I know. So he was running, at, he was running uh, by himself during recess. And he's super, super fast. Like, he's one of the kids that would just school you. He's winning 5Ks um, around town quite frequently. And so, of course, because he, he, kids started to notice him running during recess every day. And he's also kind of intriguing because he's a new kid and they don't really know him. So a group of about, about five boys went and asked if they could start to join him on his runs. And he inspired this entire group of boys to join team or to join the marathon kids team at school. And instead of just completing four marathons, uh, T Bone completed at the time it was sixteen. But the time, what? Right? Uh, yeah. I thought you were gonna say like five. <laughs> <laughs> he did. So we had a party for all the people that we wanted to celebrate for who are in our rooms. So we invited them all to the office to see their pictures and show them the space. And he came, and he actually, I think, completed 24 marathons by that end of that season. So it's a really inspirational story for us because, as everybody knows, it's about more than just running. It's not just getting those miles in. It's building a community. And for him, this was, like, his one constant in life that he really could grasp was running. Yeah. You know, like, everything else was just so new and so he built up his friend network. He built up his confidence. Um, so his family obviously was just thrilled. And he's got two brothers and sisters who now have started to run as well. So the teachers at his school have said that he's basically a celebrity now who walks down the halls, which I just think going from, from, a, from a different country, not knowing anybody, to literally being a local legend in the school 
that everybody wants to emulate is is pretty special. I think we had that theme with the previous guest. Uh, the, the, who is that marathon? The, the group of four who she ran like a like a two ten or something. Uh, probably not two ten. Two forty marathon. Yes. We've had so many guests. The Mexican women who. Oh, uh, Columba. Columba, yeah, she uh, had kind of the same story. Like, I just run because that's where my community is, and that's what. And and she's a superstar. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, there is something that just draws you into the sport, and I think it does have to do with the community. Sure. So I'm so glad that T-Bone. T-Bone. <laughs> T-Bone. I'm so glad that he was able to find that at such a young age. And, you know, all the things that you were saying about the habits being built up, those healthy habits are going to be built up in him, but also teamwork and just, you know, kindness. And that's going to be built up in him, too. Those are habits that he's going to learn along with the fitness. Exactly. So. I kind of wonder if he didn't have running, like, would he be as happy and healthy as he is now with that transition to the life that he moved to? Um, I like to think that running, you know, I don't want to say running saved him, but I really do think he probably is a different boy now because of it. And will be a different man. Adolescent, man. Yeah, exactly. Life, and all the people around will be affected. What an amazing uh, experience. I can't imagine a world now, Courtney, and I'm asking you this in case I'll, you'll, you'll catch on to it shortly. I can't imagine a world, Courtney, where you don't know one of our previous guests, Iram. Iram! Yes. <laughs> I live in Austin, so of course I know Iram. <laughs> He's a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, Iram's incredible. So Iram is actually one of the people that we have featured on our walls. Oh, no way! And his daughter are on our wall. Of He's course, Kiana. <laughs> Kiana wins all races. Oh, how about all right, Kesal? I'll bet. Uh, I'll bet five thousand dollars. I'll take. Uh, do you want Kiana or T Bone? Ooh. Oh, I don't know. How old? How old is uh, T Bone? He's so now in like third eight, grade. Third grade. What's that? He's like, like eight. I think. Eight? I think Kiana's like the same age. Yeah, pretty good. She might be nine. But, uh. Oh, man. See, I think T-Bone probably has the speed, but Kiana's got the distance. She just did, like, a 10-miler. Yeah, yeah. That was her first one, I think, too. I like that um, you're thinking about that. She was at the event, the celebratory event, and she did not say anything to T-Bone about racing him, uh, and I wish that you would have been there to challenge them. That there would have been, been the money flying Oh, off. my God. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Bad habits. See kids, don't gamble. Stay in school. Stay in school, don't gamble. Don't drink a beer to motivate yourself to run. <laughs> I don't think we have the, the explicit ta tag is how you say it in Wisconsin. Tag. The explicit tag uh, does not allow a lot of children to get our fit cast. That's so. true. I know. We suck. But, okay, we're going to post this on our page. Everybody give your 26 marathon dollars to marathon kids. Help them reach their goal of $5,000 to help these kids run. This is amazing. Thank yeah. you, Courtney. Yeah, if our listeners have questions, Courtney, other than going to the website, is there an email they can send anything to you to or someone in your organization? Absolutely. It is Courtney at marathonkids.org, and that is C. Courtney. <laughs> uh, thank you for uh, for clarifying that. I am not oh a Kardashian, so I am 
C-O-U-R-T. Uh, uh, Courtney must have listened to our last vidcast to get the Kardashian uh, memo on the, the trivia. I actually didn't know it was a K there either. But you knew all the ones that were pregnant somehow. Oh, <laughs> you weirdo. Hi, I had to look that shit up. <laughs> Wait, have we determined that Kylie is indeed pregnant? So that's the big question. I don't know. We we counted her. If Don said that she was pregnant, we would have counted her because, I don't know, you know, the big controversy. So Can't believe this is coming up again in our podcast. <laughs> so Kim is obviously having a child through a, what are they called? Uh, surrogate. Surrogate. And then Chloe apparently is pregnant and then also the young one. So three? Yeah. I guess so. Wow. Apparently, that's what that's what we determined last episode. So we determined. I guess and you said <laughs> that's yeah, what Fonz Fonz predicted. <laughs> but you didn't know who Mr. Mistopheles was. I so. knew he was a cat. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I'm okay. getting that the most important things are discussed on this podcast, oh, which yeah. I love. Clearly, breaking. <laughs> and. <laughs> And we're about to get into even more important things because the the fun questions I have lined up for you, Courtney, um, they are questions, they're kid questions. So, like, they're questions that you would ask your little nephew when you want to make conversations. They're questions that you ask the neighbor girl next door. Kid questions. Like so trick or treat? Oh, that would be a good one. That is not on the list. I'll, I'll just start you out with the first one. And this can be a group question. We can all answer. And I'll say it in my best kid voice. Hey, hey, what's your favorite dinosaur? Oh, there you go. <laughs> so what's your favorite dinosaur? That's the first kid question. Um, oh, perfect, perfect. I love it. My favorite dinosaur is... The T-Rex. T-Rex for T-Bone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Fonz, what's your favorite dinosaur? Is the Triceratops still the Triceratops, or is that one of the ones that got screwed up with the whole bones bouncing around? You know what? I'm going to count it. I think there's definitely Tri in their Ceratops. I like I like the Triceratops. Because they're, they're badasses, right? They're like, kind of, they're like armadillo. They're like the prehistoric armadillos, but... Bigger and more badass. I mean, you can't really argue with that. That's like the second best dinosaur besides a T-Rex. And you, K-Salt, what's yours? So, my little nephew has this toy dinosaur that looks like a pterodactyl because it looks like the flying bird, but it's a pterodon, something like that. It's not, it's not a pterodactyl. So that's my favorite okay. dinosaur because I was like, oh, that's a pterodactyl, and he's four, and he's like, no. And I'm like, yeah, that's a pterodactyl. He's like, it's a pterodon. I'm like, okay, kid, you don't know what you're talking about. And then I looked it up, and I was like, holy shit, this kid is smart. All right. So I don't think we're supposed to continue the conversation about dinosaurs, but I just have to ask. <laughs> is, is one of your favorite movies, Land Before Time? I used to love that thing when I was little. All, like, uh, the whole series. They have, like, three of them or something. Me too. They had Pizza Hut rewards for Book It if you read and you got um, Pizza Hut. Did you do that program anyway? I didn't, but we're on a real roll with these reward programs. Pizza, shoelaces. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, free pizza for everyone. Okay, next kid question. If your pet could talk, and Fonz, this one's for you too. If your pet could talk, what would he or she say? 
I hope you have a pet, Courtney. I don't. <laughs> I do. I have a wonderful cat named Bitsy. Bitsy? Is Bitsy a boy or girl? I, she's a she's a female, long-haired, beautiful, beautiful adapted cat. Aww. And she was originally called Bitsy because she was so underweight from the rescue place. But now she's so large because I've been feeding her. So I think Uh-oh. she would say, so she's not so Bitsy anymore. I think she would say, why are you not feeding me right now? <laughs> she probably is because you're busy in the studio, the Live Love Cattle Studios right now recording, and poor Bitsy's at home uh, starving. Starving. Oh, my God. Fonz, you just have to pick one of your animals or else we'll be here all night. Uh, yeah, so, wow, you're right. I'm going to go <laughs> kidding. Nico Montoya right now is saying, Open the fucking door so I can get outside and go run around and uh, play with the stray kittens in the neighborhood. Oh, that's his, that's his new thing. Now he has friends, cat friends. Well, I mean, whenever he gets out, because we let him out every day, he goes and finds the strays and he uh, he makes their company. Like, they hang out in the bushes and stuff. All right. You know, like runaways. But he loves the dark. He, you know, the kitties love the dark. So Nigo, Nigo Kitty is hoping he's going to be getting out right now, but... He's not. Sorry, buddy. Fantastic. What about you? Do you have a? You don't have any pets. I don't have any pets. I'm boring. But you know, if I did have a pet, you know what they would say? They would say, "I'm so happy that Kaysalk is my owner. She's the best." <laughs> All right. Whatever. Whatever. You know it's true. <laughs> okay. Next kid question. What's your scariest dream? All right, well let our let our uh, guests think about that. My scariest dream is I have a lot of falling dreams. Oh yeah, those are bad. Yeah, and I don't know what they think, but here's the thing about my falling dreams is they're a little bit scary, but I always like land on like a a, a feathery support thing, or I'm like falling in water but i can breathe and it's super peaceful so like i don't know what that means like i'm i'm happily falling out of control in my life is that a real thing i don't know yeah you know what we need a dream analyst okay dream analyst kselfunsvidcast at gmail.com we need your dream analysis gmail.com shoot us an email i have very pleasant falling you have dreams that you're falling in love I used to have a reoccurring nightmare when I was a kid. And I swear, I had this thing, like, every couple months. It was the same dream that kept haunting me. I had a dream that I would go to this abandoned shed that didn't really exist. I created it in my dream. And I would look through the window, and there would be a ghost in the window. And it happened the same, same pattern of events every time. And I would still look in the damn window like an idiot. Like, come on, you think if I had the dream that many times, I would be like, oh, guys, I don't think we should look here. No, I do it every time. <laughs> and so oh, yeah, it was I, so scary. I didn't know ghosts were visible. I, I, I me neither know. until that dream, and now I'm scared. So they're visible in dreams. They sure are. All right, that's fair. Also, Ghostbusters. They're visible in Ghostbusters. <laughs> Go, maybe, I, maybe that's my calling that I missed. So I shift between two nightmares, and the one is too depressing to talk about, but my mom always dies in it, so we won't touch on that one. I know. She dies in my dreams a lot. Um, But the second one, so you had mentioned college, or I I was in college for nine years, which is four or five years. I hear you. I I hear you, Courtney. (laughs) And so my reoccurring nightmare is me 
in the middle of a semester forgetting that I'm in a math class and then just missing all of the exams and finals and not turning anything in. And of course, it's my last semester of college because I decided to take a math class my last semester of college and I don't graduate. So that happens every week. <laughs> I graduated. I don't know why I keep having it. <laughs> it's not even real anymore. <laughs> so yeah, that, aren't those sad? Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty bad. I'd um, say mom down a bit more sad, but yeah. Well, Fonz wasn't even sad. Like, that doesn't even count. Whatever. I pleasantly falling. Yeah, yeah that's not even a bad dream. I don't, I don't have bad dreams. I enjoy, I enjoy sleeping so much. Like, I just, like, sleeping itself is a dream. <laughs> Sometimes I dream that I'm sleeping. It's amazing. <laughs> it's super meta. Oh, my God. <laughs> Okay, wow. last last kids question, and um, I mean, we, we really got to get into the kids' role here, guys, in case there are any kids listening. Um, where do babies come from? Uh, is this is this, a, is this a question for our guest, right? Yeah, this is this is for our guest. Where do babies come from? I'm so horrified right now. I'm not a baby person, and I don't really like babies, and I don't know what to say to this. Um, <laughs> I just traumatized yeah. you. This is your nightmare I'm, coming true. I'm a little traumatized. This is a nightmare. So this I'm just nightmare. I'm gonna say the organic garden in my backyard. Oh, organic baby, organic cabbage patch garden. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Okay, I like that image. All right. We'll go with that. Way better than the actual. Fonz, mm -hmm. <laughs> where do babies come from? Our fur babies come from dog shelters around the city of Austin. Oh, there you That's go. That's and they just keep coming and coming and coming. That's why we got them all over the house. Oh, my gosh. You sure do. You have a zoo. What about, where do you, where do you think they come from? I think that when a man and a woman really love each other, a baby appears out of nowhere. No, vaginas. Oh, yeah, and then, you know, the whole penis-vagina thing. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, but we don't want to traumatize our guests, so... <laughs> done it already happened all right we're done we had to get the explicit tag on this uh on this podcast sorry kids you can't listen to marathon kids <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> well i think that will conclude that will officially <laughs> conclude the interview portion but you are definitely welcome to stick with us thank you for being an awesome guest and again we will post your contact info we will post the website we are excited to support you guys. Woohoo! Yes, and if any of our listeners, it's what? Courtney at marathonkids.org. Yes, see. Courtney, Courtney. With C. Well, thank you for being a guest. For your great information for us, not only on dinosaurs, but <laughs> other things. Um, Marathon Kids, we hope, uh, we hope our listeners uh, get involved somehow, whatever city you're in and uh take part and courtney you are welcome we have our segments we're coming up now you're welcome to uh pipe in if you would like if not you can uh you can drink drink you can hang out yes you can <laughs> hang out you can hang out whatever you like uh but we are gonna head into our segments now uh case up what's our first segment all right our first segment is our favorite thing segment you were my favorite thing sponsored by sponsored by scratch my favorite workout, my favorite workout supplement. So they um, have sponsored me this year, and I love their products. All natural, vegan, gluten-free, no artificial bullshit. 
Um, love them. In fact, I'm really excited. I'm doing a cycling class tomorrow, and like I really got excited to pour the pomegranate flavored stuff into my or the passion fruit flavored stuff into my uh, bottle. So that's my life now. <laughs> well, thank thank you, Scratch, for uh, sponsoring our favorite things. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. All right, go for it. What's your favorite thing this month? So I came up with a favorite thing before the episode started, and then we kind of touched on it during the dream question. My favorite thing is sleep. Oh, yeah. Not even sure. lying. Like, Fonz, you hit it right on the head. Like, just dreaming about sleep would be a fabulous dream. Sure, It's like you're getting two times as much sleep. It's, I know, right? But I felt like, so daylight savings time ended. And yep. now it's lighter in the mornings. I feel like I can get up at a decent hour. But the getting dark early thing makes me so tired. And... I like six o'clock today. I was like, Oh my God, it's so late. And then I look at the clock at six o'clock. Like, so I just want to sleep. I love sleep. I love you sleep. What about you funds? Uh, my favorite thing is the Travis County. That's Austin, Texas. Our Travis County third precinct justice of the peace. What, what is that? (laughs) Uh, I was recently involved in, so I've met, listeners know i used to be in three lawsuits down to two ah so you won a couple huh yeah my landlord had to ship me about 800 bucks because he was being a dickhead so i went to court and uh won today Woohoo! go fun thank you judge susan steve from the third precinct justice of the peace in austin (laughs) texas all right that's your favorite thing well, I mean, she sat there and she just yelled at my former landlord and say, what are you doing? Give him his money. Give him his money. And he gave you his oh. money. Well, case out. I'm going to do it again. Give the man his money. <laughs> We're going to edit that and put the actual clip in there. We can do that. You know? Awesome. All right. Sleepy you know judges. The, from, hold on. Shut up. Do you know the movie? You have to answer the question. I, you always do these stupid quizzes. You know what? Let's move on to the mailbag because I have some mail for you. Fine. The answer is rounders. That was KGB. Okay. Rounders. Listen to this. You want to hear our mailbag? Yeah. I, right. I don't know if you saw this one yet. So this is from Kevin Nippur, which I'm pretty yep. sure is an alias and also a Mean Girls reference. Wait, before we go on to the, the actual email. Can oh, yeah. We, uh, we need our can sponsor. We have our guest, first of all, our guest has to uh, introduce it with a Wisconsin accent and <laughs> say the, uh, the sponsor. All right. So why don't you introduce it, Courtney? Our sponsor? And the segment. Okay, the, spon- the segment is mailbag. <laughs> and the sponsor is live, love, paddle. Paddle. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh man, that was perfect. Infusion <laughs> into our uh, segment. But yeah, so you have a mailbag item. Oh, I have a mailbag item. Let's hear it. So this is from Kevin Nepore. Pretty sure it's an alias and a Mean Girls reference. And he didn't even use, I'm assuming it's a he, Kevin Nepore. Didn't even use full sentences. Hate pumpkin spice. Hate marathons. Your game was stupid and the question were stupid. No, you're stupid, Kevin, because you don't even know when to pluralize words. You guys suck. No one listens and no one cares about your fucking injuries. All right. Cool. You know what, Kevin Nepore? Yeah. 
Yeah. You are a terrible influence for marathon kids, and I hope you feel bad about yourself. Very nice response. Also, <laughs> if the logic, Skip and his logic, if nobody listens to us, how did he know where to email yeah, us? Yeah, how did he know where to email us? And you call our question stupid when you meant to say plural questions? Exactly. <laughs> Kevin uh, Napur. Kevin Napur. You are out. You are fired. Stop listening to us, Kevin Napur. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Perfect. Beautiful. I have a <laughs> civil question. Um, it's from Annie from D.C. All right. I am injured, and my only workout schedule was previously was running. What can I do now? My doctor has told me not to run for a while, four to six weeks, she says in parentheses. What, uh, how, how do I work out? What do I need to be fit? Kevin Nippur doesn't care about your injury. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so Kevin Napur answers the question. <laughs> um, oh, God, man, I know how that goes. I had to stop running after my ankle sprain, and you know what? You should just become a triathlete. Spend your time in the pool. Go in the pool, go on a bike, do some exercises. Do your exercises. Whatever exercises they tell you to do, do them. Yeah, physical therapists are smart people. They understand, like, tendons and stuff. Uh, guess, Courtney, do you have any uh, suggestions there for someone who's injured from running and still wants to get active? I suppose it depends on what kind of injury they have, but I did forget to say that I'm super super obsessed with cycling, spinning, indoor and outdoor, but I used to work at a spin studio in Milwaukee, Ooh. and I was going to ask you which spin studio you go to, but depending on their injury, I would highly recommend some spinning. Yeah, and running injuries, if they're strictly a runner, you know it's likely going to be one of those... Uh, one of those lower joints, right? Or a muscle, a calf muscle, plantar fasciitis. Oh, you know all about that, don't you? I hope it's not an ankle injury because those things suck too. Yeah, well, and they, they, they tend to migrate. Those ankle injuries, plantar, like oh, your yeah. right the next thing you know, your left knee or hip hurts, right? So, uh, yeah, spin would be not a bad idea. Cool, something, something not impactful. Where do you do spin? I am starting at a new studio in Chicago, Studio 3. So I'll give an update to uh, our listeners and let them know how it was. It'll be my first time tomorrow. It sounds like a dance studio or like some kind of club. You know what? I hope it's like a club. I like the, the spin classes where they do the lights and stuff. <laughs> That's exactly the type of place where I work. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, all that jazz. Fonz, you don't do that stuff, do you? That's not my. That's not my style. No, he likes you know straight up, just real live bike on real live roads. Live roads, real live swimming in darkness with bats. Yep, all of that. Sounds fun. I like lights. <laughs> <laughs> well, wonderful listeners, if uh, we got through our mail, but do you have another uh, mail bag? That was it. And you know what? We need to block Kevin before from ever emailing <laughs> us again. There's software. We can do that. But if any other listeners want to email us, ksalfonsfitcast at gmail.com, we appreciate your emails. We'll, uh, we'll get you on the air. So that's the end of our segments. Uh, what else is going on? What do you got? You got anything coming up oh, there? Oh, man. Probably? You know what I have coming up? So I have a turkey trot coming up on Thanksgiving. Which okay. is, it the one, is it the one that runs from Chicago to Milwaukee every year? No, I don't do that one because I'm not. Crazy. Not an ultra. <laughs> and an ultra, or an ultra run. Same thing. Ultra run a crazy, you know. 
Um, but that's not what I'm excited about. I'm oh. really excited that in 15 days from today, in two weeks and one day, I turn 30. I'm, why are you excited about that? Your body's going to fall apart. It already is falling apart. So why not embrace it? Why not embrace getting older? Bonds, yeah. Bonds are you still there? No. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I took a little nap. But I, I am. I'm excited. You know, we've got um, my fiance and our birthdays are five days apart. So uh, we're having some people over at the house. We're planning a trip to Philadelphia. But just having fun, living life. You only turned 30 once. YOLO. Free prior, a happy birthday now. I'm sure I'll uh, I'll get 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 back to you on your birthday. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you have my gift picked out and probably wrapped already, too. So. Sounds like November 30th. That's the day. That's the one. You knew that, Fonz. Yeah, I know. I got that. Well, <laughs> uh, happy birthday to you because we probably won't record between now and then. All right. What do you have coming up? Hopefully I'll get to see you next week. Oh, what are you coming in for? I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you now. I'm, I'm, uh, Thanksgiving's coming up, so I'm doing the family trip. But uh, Kelly, my wife, and I are going to be going through, through flying in and out of Chicago, so we'll spend some time in Chicago. Yeah, uh, let us know. Remember that you used to live? Yes. So, uh, yeah, hopefully... Uh, We'll see you when I'm out there. But, yeah, that's going to be the big trip out there. No no turkey trot schedule. I'll probably do November Project Milwaukee on Friday morning. All right. Again, um, races, nothing here. I'm not going to be doing, like Courtney is, either 3M or the marathon, which is uh, in February. We got the two two winter races here. I'm uh, not going to be doing any of those, but I'll probably sign up for that uh, 2K swim in the spring. But for now. Of course. Yeah, yeah, no race, no, no, no other races signed up for. And you're not turning thirty. I I am not turning thirty. <laughs> maybe next year. Yeah, maybe next year. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I'm very excited for your rogue Thanksgiving trip. I'm gonna be really excited to see you. Now we need to talk because this is literally the first time you're telling me this. But uh, you know that's how I roll, babe. That is how you roll. In fact, I you said you weren't going to do a turkey trot. I was going to make a pumpkin roll joke, but... Hey, partner. What's up? Hey, partner. Am I going to see you next week? Fuck yeah, you're going to see me? Fuck yeah. <laughs>